0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast. I'm Aaron Flanagan, we're going to be looking ahead this week to the Manchester Derby and the rest of Premier League action and joining me to do so, first of all, Ibrahim Mustafa, how you doing, mate?
2: I'm good, mate. I'm good. Glad to be back on. Uh, it's been a while. Um, you know, dusted me off, got me out of the cupboard, and uh, yeah, yeah, got me back on here.
0: No, no, really happy to have you back and uh, permanent fixture on this uh, podcast. Now we keep saying every week uh, you can have a week off, but then you I know, get, mate. You I'd, just...
1: I'd love to have some time off actually, but uh, yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Matt Lawless with us uh, as well to look ahead to this one. Um, obvious game to start this weekend. Uh, looking ahead at the Premier it was League. Huddersfield West Ham. Yeah, exactly. The big one. Yeah, uh, huge. No, no. No, the Manchester Derby. Of obviously. course, of course, I mean, the Manchester what a, Derby. Uh, what a fixture! What a time for the fixture as well. I mean, obviously, Manchester United coming back into form. I mean, uh, Matty just uh, yeah. You know, at the moment, you, you've got to be looking forward to it. Absolutely.
1: I mean, it's it's the it's the showbiz game, isn't it? On on of, of this weekend of of the season, you could argue, um, it's come at a great time for both teams. It's it's one of those where I think if you'd have asked any fan at the start of the season who wins this one, I think most would quite. Confidently say Manchester City, but Manchester United give them the credit. They've they've proven that they can get results, and they've had two decent uh, wins on the spin there, beating Bournemouth who were in form, um, coming from behind to do so on Saturday and of course beating Juventus beating the old lady in her own backyard was uh, I'd say that was one of the most impressive results of the season and it was it was almost a throwback to the Sir Alex Ferguson days where you know Jose used his uh, Fergie time there and, and they, they got the result. so United are going into this fixture with a bit of belief and and also don't forget they cost Man City the chance to win the title against United although of course Man City steamrolled to the title, thanks to
0: Man been, United's own uh, sort yes. of... It would have been nicer to do it against United, though.
1: It, well, it would have been for them. It was only that, actually, when they was all off eating their Sunday dinners um, <laughs> and United slipped up at home to West Brom that they, they managed to get over the line. But I think this time, the same about United going into this game. And I think that um, they can definitely get something from it. But then
0: you look at City and they...
1: And they absolutely romped uh, Shakhtar and a 6-0. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, I'm just sticking with United uh, briefly before we go on to City and how they're playing at the moment. What I would say about United is that their performance against Everton where they won 2-1, performance against Bournemouth where they won 2-1, and performance against Juventus where they won 2-1. Still, they weren't great performances, in in in, in, in my opinion. I, I still look at them and go, yes, OK, they've got results, and that's what great teams but do. But that's it, you've hit the nail on the head. But, Result. But are we kind of being having the wall pulled over our eyes about United. Are we maybe starting to think that they're not, they are better than they actually are?
2: I mean, this is where I imagine a lot of the Man United fans listening will come back and have a <laughs> massive go at us, but I have to agree. I think um, it's, they're getting the results, which is obviously good for them. And essentially, you know, without going too much into it, keeping Jose Mourinho in a job and keeping Man United in contention for top prizes. But it's not been convincing let's be brutally honest here if we go back yes they've won a few games now they've managed to pick up their form but it's not it you like say that first half of the Bournemouth game they Bournemouth could have been out of sight it could have been about three easily and you know we would be having a very different discussion now Juventus last night I think Paul Scholes hit the nail on the head, as he said in the punditry afterwards, he said, if this has been later on in the tournament, credit to United, obviously, for coming back, but had that been later in the tournament, Juventus would have probably been a lot more clinical at 1-0 to make sure that they win that game. They probably took their foot off the pedal and were stunned by a late surge from United. So, even going further back, the Newcastle game, I mean... (laughs) You know, United were terrible for 70 minutes of that and somehow managed to pull out of the bag. First half against Chelsea, they weren't fantastic that game. Juventus in the first game, they weren't good in that game. So, yeah, they've been picking up results here and there,
1: but not entirely sure that they are back, as we'd like to I'll say. I'll go back to Fergie because he always said that he would train his teams for the last five minutes of every game. And Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson accumulated an awful amount of points from those dying embers of games. And and it is about the result. And I think Manchester United fans would take anything right now. It, the football's never going to be that attractive to watch under Jose Mourinho. In fact, the best football I've seen them play this season so far probably was the first half against Tottenham when they got beat 3-0 in the second half. But it seems to be a bit of a reversal now where... United have kind of they're not panicking and they are getting those those important wins they need it
2: a can- strong thing you mentioned earlier was belief now they've got belief that this even is when it they do go behind they, can, they think they can still pull it out but when they face a team like City I don't think that's going to that's going to fly if City come out come out of the blocks and they will yeah. Yeah. yeah will Man United be able to fight back yeah they did it so last they- season but this you know, is City the biggest test that, now, isn't
1: they? it? And we say this every week almost with Jose Mourinho, but we know that Manchester United players probably do have that belief now. They've got a bit of confidence about them. So they'll hope to carry forward that momentum. But Ibra's right. If City come out of the blocks and absolutely blow Man United away in the first half an hour of the game, there's no coming back from that. I mean, they did, um, of course, last season, they went behind against City and they pulled it back. But I think City were kind of partying already at that stage. Yeah. You know, they they s- kind s- of s- s- thought, knew they'd won the title. Yeah, they, they 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 almost they were touching the title that day, and I think they just took their, their eye off the ball slightly. And but I can't see that happening this weekend. I, I I do think that United are in a better place, but this could go horribly wrong for you. I mean, the key this thing
2: weekend. you look back at the um, I'm sure we all saw it, the City documentary that was doing the rounds earlier the season. They there was a really good focus on that game and the build up to the derby and everything that oh, City massive, pretty yeah. much thought that they'd won the title. They thought they were going to roll right. over United and. And win the title but that isn't the case this time City are going to have that in the back of their minds and the fact that they put that in the documentary as something that's like right we really messed up here we absolutely dropped the ball Yeah. so they're going to go into this and thinking we're not going to let that happen again so if City go 2-0 up they're not going to let United now, score I, three think, I think you're
1: right Pep's going to want to absolutely punish United for that and and you know flamers as a Man City supporter there's nothing better than waking up on a Monday morning having the bragging rights over United fans.
0: It's, it's a bit of a shame that I live in London now because uh, yeah, we live yeah, yeah. in Manchester. I, I well, grew. I lived in Manchester I, for three years and Ibra, you lived there, there as well. for a couple of years, yeah.
1: So, yeah. you know, we all know what it's like and, and it, that game means everything.
0: It, it's so
1: important for... I and, was, And for a long time, United fans sort of say, you know, they just took that game as it comes but this game's bigger for United fans than it ever has been before yeah. and it's not about... It's not it's just about kind of um, pleasing the noisy neighbours. It's about trying to shut those noisy neighbours up now.
0: Yeah. Um, what I would say about City going into this one, um, like obviously we mentioned about the mindset, like going into the game last season, City this season, obviously there's been a lot going on off the field. Obviously everyone's seen all the football League stuff and the allegations uh, about the club. City have been playing over the past few weeks, for me, football better than they even played last season. Which is a scary thought for now. nobody's really realised that and the was Kevin so much- De Bruyne. Up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, David Silva. I mean, for me, City's greatest ever player is playing better now than he ever has done. Phenomenal. And but people aren't realising because of all this stuff that's happened off the pitch, and you know everybody just wants to call them cheats and frauds on social media and things like that. City are phenomenal on the pitch, absolutely phenomenal, wow. and it's almost gone under the radar, and that can only work to benefit City going into this game because they're almost still going in with a point to prove themselves. Like, still look how how great we are.
1: And I think they have got a massive point to prove this season because I don't think they'll be regarded as one of the great Premier League teams. And they ought to be after last season's title win. But until they can successfully retain that title and until they can do a job in Europe, that Pep Guardiola team will always be regarded as Oh, they was a good side. But they're never going to be regarded as a great side until they can fulfil that ambition. I think and they can do it. They've got the ability.
2: Because of everything surrounding City now, people do expect I mean you like the last last week when they played Southampton, everyone expected that would be the result. They play Shaktar at home in Europe. Six nil, which is it's like two nil for everyone else. So while well, Aaron's saying that yeah, City are playing phenomenal football, people were just getting complacent almost like expecting that to be the case. So you know, yeah. So they're going to want to go into a big game like the Derby and actually make a statement and actually win and win very well. Because if they win 2-1, 3-1, yeah, obviously the fans will be pleased. But I'm sure everyone connected with City really wants to go into that game and really
1: show what they're made think of. You think, really. You'd think United fans would want to hit them, uh from, from the front foot. But you'd have to think that um, Jose Mourinho will park the bus... And that will be the frustrating aspect of this game. We always look forward to these games on paper, but when they play out often they can be quite disappointing. So I hope that this doesn't be the case. I'd like to see a bit of a, I'd like to see a bit more passion in this fixture than there has been I'd like to see you know a bit of a throwback to um, when you had the Skulls and Nevels and all that involved and big strong challenge in the yeah first you want to see a yeah. bit more flavour and juice to the game like you get in the old firm derby I think that's the only thing that the Manchester derby quite lacks for me at the minute I'd like to see a bit more needle
0: yeah, I mean, it, I think everyone thought the needle was going to come back when it ended up as Guardiola versus Mourinho. Yeah. it Actually, kind of transpires that they're actually quite decent friends, aren't they? And They, they <laughs> seem to do yeah. quite like each other's company. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't quite work the in the, the, in in the same way. Um, interesting point. What we say about obviously comparing City to like you know, Barcelona and, and and things like that. Um, from a City fans' perspective, I'm really looking forward to this game, but I've not really been enjoying following City. I know. I know it sounds almost spoiled. Exactly. So, no. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bit spoiled, but when you're expected to win each week, and for example, expected to win three, four, five, six nil, it all just becomes a bit meh. We've just met expectations. Even six nil wins, City have scored six twice in the last week against Southampton and Shakhtar, and it has just been a bit meh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it. It's kind of with this is why City is so desperate for City to do it against the Man United again because that's where your statement and your enjoyment and stuff comes from because. I'll be honest, I mean, in a weird way, it's getting boring. <laughs> Winning, I mean, obviously, I know, I know I know, it sounds spoiled again. It is getting a bit boring just in the same repressive thing
1: every... I can see week. your point, though. I think even when you look at the bookies' odds on each game, like the other team are always like, at least 22-1 to 1 to win. You know? And I think the only time... this Well, Leon actually delivered on that, didn't they? Where yeah. they, they sort of... Uh, there was a few lucky punters on that one, but it gets to the point even the bookies are going well yeah it's a write-off really you know, the yeah. other team got no chance of winning yeah. uh, y- you have to think does that complacency creep in at any stage with City I think when it comes to United there's no danger of that but at the same time you're right they do need to lay down a marker against teams like Manchester United and prove that they're the real deal not only against they're not just flat-track bullies but they can do it against their, their arch rivals
0: yeah absolutely um, so let's get some score predictions uh, from you Ibra I'll start with you Manchester Derby which way is it going to go
2: Ooh, uh, could I be controversial and suggest a dire
0: 1-0 Mourinho no I'll go oh. 3-0 City I think 3-0 City I like that. Um, you got me worried for a second then uh, Matty 6-0 Manchester United oh no 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 sorry City
1: this is horrible I hate doing this Um I think it will be a Man City win I think quite comfortably oh, I can see it being 2-0 2-0 um,
0: actually I say on the uh, on the predictions piece which we uh, we all put together earlier today uh, for the Mirror Football website uh, I put 4-0 City a little bit of bias in there but again with a few of the points that we've discussed can today, you see that? David De Gea letting in four goals yeah why not it's going right. to be one of those ones we're going to come in he has in conceded, he has conceded 6 our to our city, city before he has conceded 4 to he City has, yeah, in yeah, yeah, the yeah, past yeah. as well yeah. um, I just I just have this, this feeling and uh, this probably foolish belief that uh, City are going to uh, absolutely steamroll with them yeah like um, I say is
2: it going to be one of those ones we come coming on Monday all of us just shrugging our shoulders with our tail between our legs just like how did that happen just completely not what we thought would happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man
0: yeah. United win. Mm. Yeah, basically, but yeah, um, excellent. So that's uh, Manchester Derby wrapped up. There is a whole other weekend of Premier League football which we're going to rattle through. We're going to stick with Sunday because obviously the Manchester Derby is the late game on Sunday uh, at 4.30pm kickoff. Arsenal Wolves also play 4.30pm on Sunday, uh, not televised, that one. Uh, but Arsenal, um, Ibra, I'll come with you as, a, as, as an Arsenal fan and obviously I know we have uh, opinions on Arsenal. Um Unbeaten run, still going, still going well? At the time of recording, yes, playing in Lisbon.
2: Pretty tonight, much yeah. right now, as we're recording. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but the unbeaten run, um, providing obviously sporting result goes the right way, is still going. But a couple of draws started creeping in as opposed to wins, but are you still happy? Uh, yeah, have to be. Um,
2: the Palace game a couple of weeks ago, I was there... Um, of course, I was sitting in the Palace end, and um, Ars- sitting on your hands. Yeah, yeah. I thought Arsenal were awful that day. Absolutely lucky to get away with a point that day. If Palace had anything other than Wilfred Zaha about them, I think they could have beaten Arsenal that day. Um, really worried going into the Liverpool game, thinking if we coming off that performance against a side who have been touted as and talked about as highly as Liverpool, that uh, things could go very badly very quickly. But Arsenal showed something that. Again, people talk about and say that it hasn't been evident at the Emirates for a couple of years, just some sort of belief and fighting spirit and just sort of just a resolve to actually put in a performance and did it against Liverpool and come away with a draw. Yeah, some of the reactions afterwards, maybe slightly over the top. I mean, considering it was a one-all draw at home, um, but it was a great performance from Arsenal overall, all things being considered, and uh, that's can only be encouraging going forward. It's just Got a remember, real change
1: in atmosphere though, yeah. and, and attitude, isn't it? yeah
2: absolutely and the fans are really getting on board everyone is patient with Emery. everyone knows it's only been two or three months he's been in the job and his ideas are still being sort of taken on board by the players so you know it's not perfect it's not perfect yet there's still still kinks that need to be ironed out but it it looks like there's something there it looks like there's something that is growing there and I think cannot be too upset about that looking ahead to Sunday against Wolves though um, it's one of those things that hopefully it's not one of those after Lord Mayor Show things. Off the back of Liverpool performance, they go in and just get really complacent, and, and you know they really need to keep it up, keep up this drive, and try and pers- preserve this unbeaten run. Yeah,
1: um, What's that unbeaten run, right? I'm going to be controversial. Here. Okay, you've had two draws on the spin there.
2: No wins in three potentially. So
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah potentially. I mean, let's look at that. I mean, Arsenal should have beaten Crystal Palace, and there was a bit of for me there was a bit of naive defender in there yeah Um, I still I'm not having Jacker as a left back I think it works better as it did on on um, the uh, on Saturday against Liverpool where you played those two sixes as Jürgen Klopp calls it so we're having two defensive midfielders I think he looks better alongside Torreira Um, so yeah we can all sort of rave about Arsenal and look you can't knock it it's 14 games unbeaten fantastic but they still need to do a bit better. And for me, they need to be beating teams like Crystal Palace. And if they're going to get in the top four, they do need to beat some of the teams around them occasionally, and, and that's got to come at home. Mm-hmm. So credit to Arsenal for getting back in the game. But I'd say a little bit of controversy here. They still need to go that extra mile for me to be a top four team. I think they can do it. I really do. And what inf- what encourages me about Arsenal is that the fans have really changed their attitude and I think they needed that change didn't they with Arsenal, Wenger yeah. again and um, there's just a lot more positivity in the air so they should enjoy this unbeaten run but also as Ibra quite, quite rightly points out they shouldn't get too carried away just yet
0: yeah it's uh, pretty hard to please you then obviously they've obviously been brilliant
1: they've been brilliant, brilliant Matty you can say brilliant if you want but brilliant for me is Man City that's, okay. that's brilliant okay I would say, look, if if Arsenal to go that extra mile, then they're going to be brilliant, but they're not quite there at the minute.
0: Okay. Well, they said they're, they're not far off. Uh, Wolves as well, let's just give a little quick note to them. Obviously, they're the ones going to the Emirates. Uh, they've lost the last three. Uh, struggling for goals. I don't. I really mm. surprised me coming I always this thought that would I... be
1: the case for them, and I think what teams are sussed out is if you can stop the two boys in the middle, Moutinho um, and Neves, yeah, from that's... playing, mm. then you've got a chance of beating Wolves. Because they don't really change it up that much, you know. That is the way they, they play through those boys, and they like to get it wide as well where they can. Um, and I was always concerned with them up front. They never had a lot going from in terms of you got a young striker, in Jimenez, who who's come in and um, he's unproven in the Premier League. I think they've had an injury with uh, Jota. He's got injured. You know, you can you can unleash uh, Traore a bit more up front maybe I'd like to see that happen for them he's got a pace to well he certainly prove that against West Ham I mean that's the season. sort of
2: player that if they play against Arsenal against with Arsenal's yeah. shaky defence I mean that's where they could probably get a bit of joy I think yeah, you know I someone like Traore up against Mustafi you know
1: all yeah. day long yeah, yeah. He'll, have the, he'll have the beating of him so they need to utilise him a bit better but I think going into the transfer market obviously it opens um, in less than two months now yeah. that is certainly the area they need to identify because yeah, Wolves have had a fantastic start to the season and probably doing better than what they should be, what it was probably forecast. But don't forget you've had teams who have come up in the past who have started well and faded, and often it's because they haven't got a goal scorer. Yeah, They are out there. I was, I was all surprised with Wolves that they... they they took a chance on Benekafobia I think he's a good striker I like him I think he's one of those players a bit like Dwight Gow who I thought never really got a good chance in the Premier League but he's he's a natural finisher he can he's score he might take 10 chances before he puts one away But I just felt that a team in their position could have done with a player like him on the bench. And they just farmed him out on loan. All right, admittedly, he's not exactly setting the world on fire at Stug. But
0: um, he's one of them players that falls into. But why buy him and then
1: just get rid of him? Like,
0: was it two weeks later? I think it was. He's one of them players that fits into the kind of weird bracket of. Probably just too good for the championship, but not good enough for the Premier League. Like you right, yeah. Patrick Bamford, so Jordan Rhodes and all that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, exactly, there's been plenty of them who have fallen into that bracket. And I, I think at the moment he's just a, he's in there, isn't but, it? But, but Wolves, like I say, if you
1: can stop them playing through the middle, you've got a chance. They've got a good keeper, but three, three defeats on the spin. There, they need to get Sam behind him. I can't see him mm. changing that against Arsenal. Arsenal should win this one. Any
2: mate. any slight hope? I think they'll be encouraged by the. Fight back, so to speak, against Spurs last week, just to be able to yeah that, to, to be fair, to come yeah. back from two from three down, sorry was um yeah I mean that really sort of raised the crowd there and they're really going to get by, they got behind the team, and they'll think, well, you know what, on another day, they had a goal wrongly disallowed in, in the first half on your two down, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, know right yeah, so they'll be encouraged by aspects of that performance, if not the overall result yeah,
1: but. they haven't gone out and got absolutely tonged have they like you know yeah. so you're right there will be that element of we can improve.
0: Definitely. Uh, okay, we're going to rattle on now through the rest of the Premier League fixtures because uh, we've, we've already been talking for 21 minutes. Incredible. Uh, when we... Uh, we, 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 we I we, we, hope we will we, still gonna r- We're yeah. going to try and rattle through today. Yeah, yeah go on, mate. Um, but um, <laughs> here we go. Um, the other two Sunday games, uh, 12 midday kick-off, Liverpool versus Fulham. Uh, just very quickly, uh, any Fulham fan making that journey early on a Sunday. Big pat on the back for you, uh, especially given your team's He's still in charges As of recording right now on Thursday evening... Uh, he is still in charge. We we spoke about uh, Jukanovic before in earlier recordings.
1: I think it was before the Huddersfield game. Just saying that, you know, the only hope for Fulham was that they have been slow starters previously under his command. But losing the Huddersfield one 0 an own goal as well. I think the right hand could be on the wall for Fulham, and they've invested a lot of money coming up. It's mm-hmm. not like they've gone right with coming up, and yeah. we'll see how we get on. They've pumped in millions. What? They've spent more than most teams this summer and um, they need to start getting results on a pitch. From what I've heard is that one of the front runners to replace Shikanovic, if he does get a bullet, would be uh, Scotty Parker. That would be be an interesting transition. Mm -hmm. I always remember he was effectively a player manager when Avram Grant was in charge of West Ham. Um, West Ham were 3-0 down at West Brom at the Hawthorns, and it was a Scott Parker rollicking Mm -hmm. that sort of dragged the hammers back into that game they didn't survive that season are well. you
2: telling me that Avram Grant was not the motivational speaker <laughs> that we could a clearly yeah. appears to be I'm not going to say anymore
1: alright um, but yeah I think he's certainly got, like the, he's got, he's oh, got, he's got the he's got the I think Scott Parker's always got the potential to be a good manager so I think that could surprise some people but yeah. going in at Fulham as his first job could be a bit of a hide into nothing.
0: Yeah, the uh, so the the performance Fulham uh, at Huddersfield, um, You look individually they've got great plays, but God, they are garbage. Not like, unit, are they? I mean, the, 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 the football they were trying to play, they were going way too long. They were just giving the ball back to Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield are not a team who enjoy having loads of possession. Nah. They literally just kept giving them the ball. It's really
2: unclear what Fulham are trying to do from a football point of view. I don't really, I look at them and I've watched them a couple of times this season and just think, what are they trying to do here? What is their actual... What is their their philosophy here? It's it's
0: just too narrow for me. It's like you've got no quality out wide. They were just trying to go down the middle, they were just getting snuffed out. They, they, they you just get players like Sherlock just tries to
1: do a thing on him by himself, but yeah,
0: but he, he, he's guy He was rubbish. He's a superb talent, but <laughs> God, he <laughs> was rubbish on Monday.
1: But you've seen all the memes going around already. It's either between uh, Big Sam, Pardew, uh, <laughs> Moisey yeah. They're all sort of queuing up for that <laughs> job, aren't they? But C- perhaps C- that's C- exactly
0: C- what they need. Cur- mm. Lee will be a standard sixteen to one. As he is yeah. for well, like well, he's, he's been there, hasn't he? Yeah. Curbs has been there. He's been in the fringes like you know going back a few years. He was. I think he did have a quick stint at it but it didn't last too no. long yeah. mm. what is Alan Kerbisley doing these days is, 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 is well, he's, he's I think his last job was at Fulham mm. from yeah. what I can remember he's not even doing
1: punditry training anymore is he Really? I, I haven't I, seen him on telly for a I while I haven't seen him yeah. on a Monday morning on Sky Sports News for oh, a long yeah. time
0: mm. I, I can see that being one of them where he's just going to pop up as manager of the uh, um some Indonesian team or something weird like that it seems but like maybe that's the bet I mean, to
1: have maybe not the <laughs> Indonesian one but maybe curvishly at 16 to 1 yeah. if it is <laughs> an actual real bet it could be <laughs> the one to place yeah um but um.
2: yeah uh, I was just going to say, for Liverpool, this is the ideal game for them, isn't I it? I thought you were just going
1: to give us more reasons why is a good bet for... Uh... That's another podcast. <laughs> so we can do a separate podcast on that. That's the
2: yeah, yeah. Mirror Football special, the yeah. Alan Kerbisley special. Well,
1: he did keep West Ham up, so mm. and he kept Charlton up for years.
0: Yeah, He did keep Charlton up for years. Yeah, years Should so. we move on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 as, <laughs> okay. as you say, uh, perfect game for Liverpool, because we're talking about Liverpool versus Fulham. We haven't mentioned the fact that Liverpool got soundly beaten in Belgrade. Yeah. There's another the team,
1: not brilliant, all right? They're not
2: brilliant. Well, this is what I was going to come on to. It's like, it's yes, an ideal game for Liverpool because people, for all the praise that they've had earlier this season, it, people are starting to ask questions now. I mean, um, yeah, obviously there was that de- defeat in Europe, but in Europe it is looking quite precarious for them. They, you know, they've got to go to PSG and get something essentially. And that group suddenly flips on its, it's head really open, a little bit, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And um, even in the league, drawing against Arsenal away, on paper it's not bad, but if we're talking about Liverpool as you know a team that can challenge Man City Man City went to Arsenal and won convincingly so Liverpool should be thinking about doing the same thing Liverpool played Man City didn't beat them haven't beat them last season when they were supposedly not as good a side as they are now and um yeah even the Chelsea game they were one nil down for you know up until that Sturridge screamer so they're real tests this season they have you know I don't want to go as far as say failed but they haven't passed them so you know
0: can't argue no, with that. No, no, cannot disagree. Uh, other Sunday game, two uh, fifteen kick off. Chelsea versus Everton. Uh, we won't say really too much on that, just because we Chelsea are playing as we talk, uh, and uh, Everton are so hit and miss that you you know it changes every day kind of people's opinions of Everton. But we'll focus more on them on later podcasts in the next few weeks. Uh, Saturday's fixtures, uh, absolute thriller to start your Premier League weekend. Um, Cardiff versus Brighton. It's the one we've all been waiting for. Um, I was about to say a jo- joke off air before we, we start recording to Ebra that um, I absolutely will not be putting it on, but I've actually realised that I'm going to be sat at home doing nothing, so it will almost definitely be on TV. So, yeah, who, 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 who's you, the real fool? It might surprise you.
2: I yeah. might just continue some decorating around the house I think that's yeah, the perfect uh, time for that
1: yeah. yeah. you fascinate me your de- I'll probably be decorating as well yeah. so that's the, that's the one to do you can have it on in the background well, you can hear it rolling technique was very good by the way I was quite impressed with that thank you yeah, yeah. didn't look like you had a lot of paint on the on the <laughs> brush but you really covered
0: a big area but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, fo- follow Ibra on Instagram for his uh, for his, his his updates on his. It's, uh, called, it's called the official painter. <laughs> <laughs> official painter. Uh, what, I did, what, what, what I did notice that obviously you did get pulled up on. Uh, you didn't put um, like covering on your carpet. Yeah, the, you carpets, were, the, 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 the carpets the, being replaced what? at some point. So, Lee, you know. yeah, oh, yeah. so all I'm allowed to mess it up. he's so not yeah. stupid, think, mate. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough, I was going to say he was uh, potentially damaging there. But if you <laughs> want to sign him
1: up, he's free on Saturday. <laughs> and, um, yeah,
2: at 12.30 I'll be around if Drop you are to do any painting for you.
0: He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Is laughs> <you laughs> around the <laughs> South <laughs> London area. Yeah, if you're <laughs> desperate to watch Bra- Cardiff Brighton, then you can sit in front of the TV. you will come <laughs> yeah, and do yeah. your painting for you. <laughs> um, also on Saturday... Um, are you
1: trying to suggest that that game is going to be a bit like watching paint dry?
0: I'm. <laughs> oh, hey, there we go, there's the pun. Um, That's the link. I am yeah I can't say I'm too excited but as I said I'm, 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 I'll be doing nothing else I'll be sat i will just need a win though yeah they do I, th- I think Brighton do as well I'll say they're, they're kind of hovering people are not really talking about them they're, nah, they, they, they need a. I can't
1: see it at all I just think,
0: think they uh, just grind out wins don't they when they need to there's
2: enough teams worse than Brighton Definitely. currently at the moment you'd yeah. have to say
0: yeah, talking of teams worse than Brighton. <laughs> Huddersfield. <laughs> well, I uh, gonna say West Ham <laughs> then. We <laughs> <laughs> were all right, I mean <laughs> we won last week. Huddersfield play West Ham. <laughs> uh, or, and trust
1: Huddersfield to get their first win before they play West Ham. It's just typical.
0: Yeah, yeah, the the little pick up they needed just uh yeah. just to shoot you down. No, it yeah. was a good win last year at um,
1: at the John Smith Stadium. It was no nonsense from West Ham. They absolutely uh, um Thrashed Huddersfield four four one that that afternoon, um, so I'm expecting a decent win for West Ham. They look good against Burnley, and Burnley, I think poor Joe R, he actually had a really good game, <laughs> made some cracking saves, but still let four goals in. Yeah. Just goes to sum up how poor they've been lately. But West Ham looked good, and they were clinical. And they've got players there who can really finish. A young boy, Grady Diagana, looks a real prospect. And um, what I like about him, he likes to express himself and he likes to take people on and that's great to see. Declan Rice continues to improve game after game. Yeah. And Mark Arnavich, for me, what's he doing at West Ham? He's, he's, he's a world beater. Well, I it's love it's him good. at West Ham, it's obviously. It, yeah. but Interesting yeah. thing
2: watching West Ham this season, I don't know if you agree with me, Matt, it's just the fact that when it clicks it actually really works when oh, everyone yeah. is on the same page. But then when it when they don't, <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> yeah. But when it does work, it's actually really good. Like, you look at the Man United game, you look at the Everton game, and you look, obviously, last week against Burnley, and it's just, when it, it all comes together... That's right. It look, you know, a, definitely, definitely a top half of the table side, you know. And you'd think, you know, when it does work, they look like a team that could be perhaps not challenging the top six, but... Hovering thereabouts, like between seventh and tenth, maybe. Yeah,
1: certainly, yeah. like in the top ten. Um, and I think credit to Pellegrini; he's played, he's, he's, he's stuck with that philosophy that we want to play exciting football. And some fans hate the West Ham way, whatever the West Ham way is. Um, for me, it's like when West Ham get beat every week; that's more like the West Ham <laughs> no, way. <laughs> that's the West Ham way you've your <laughs> life. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I think credit to him; he stuck to that. Actually, there was a stat that I think his his record's poorer than the likes of Moyes and and other managers previously at West Ham. But fans, I don't seem to think anybody's really had a bad word against him, apart from this Tottenham Cup defeat, where they felt he should have filled with a stronger team.
0: Yeah, uh, so, uh, so hopefully three points in the bag there. Yeah, uh, say so Huddersfield have been uh, very beatable for most of the season. Uh, anyway, um, Leicester versus Burnley, Saturday 3pm. It's going to be
1: a real emotional one there. Yeah, it's it's so going to be, um, yeah tough one, the Leicester players have been away in Thailand I think they'll, they'll get back um, when this podcast um, drops so um, th- they'll be back in, in Leicester for that so they haven't really had a lot of preparation for this game um, but wow, I mean what a performance uh, last week at Cardiff given the, the terrible circumstances going into that fixture and um, the players really just yeah. did their best and, and they got they got a a much needed win, and I hope I hope that Leicester can do a similar job. And that's that's nothing against Burnley, but I think I think yeah. all the football will be supporting them, won't they?
0: Yeah, I think uh, obviously the tributes are obviously obviously being out in Thailand for the the funeral, um, and then coming back to Leicester being the first home game. Yeah, the tributes again for um, Vichai are going to be so significant and so. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's all the motivation they need. That they've missed basically yeah. a week of training. Um, but I think it was kind of almost all the training they needed in the fact that it will it will give them the lift. Yeah, and, and without the wanting to
2: use the cliche of the twelfth man or whatever, but those fans behind them, I mean, they're going to be really yeah. behind them, and they're going to be will actually add an extra dimension to that. And yeah, so Burnley and Sean Dosh I
1: don't think will be getting anything out of this. No, sure. and and Leicester players and the team, the fans, and the whole club, the city, they'll be doing everything they can to um, honour. Um, the late chairman's um, yeah. memory
0: yeah absolutely uh, so yeah that's Leicester versus Burnley 3pm on Saturday uh, there are two more 3pm games uh, very very quickly uh, Newcastle against Bournemouth um, intriguing one for me this one um, simply because Newcastle finally have that win against Watford I think they looked okay against Watford last week I didn't think it was oh Newcastle are going to be fine now but I think it, were, it was better yeah definitely um, uh, they needed a win didn't they and, and that could be the launch pad for them
1: I can't see Newcastle getting relegated. I just think they're just too big. But you know, stranger things have happened, and, and yeah. they do need to. They need to get a bit of momentum behind them and get another win, really. But Bournemouth, you could say, unlucky against Man United. They lost in a last minute game. They're on a good run of form. They're playing decent football. They've just got Callum Wilson called up to the England team, who thoroughly deserves his opportunity. I think Bournemouth will go there and win.
0: Uh, Bournemouth, uh, I say Bournemouth have been excellent all season. It's uh, it was a bit of a shame that they they lost to Manchester United last time. On. Well,
2: like I said earlier, that their first half performance was up there with you know some one of the better performances of any Premier League side this season. So yeah. you know they can sort of think back to that rather than the late heartbreak. They go to Newcastle, who you know Newcastle not not good at the moment. So the Bournemouth play as well as they can, and I think they get the get the
0: win. Yep. Uh, last three PM game Southampton against Watford. Uh, two teams who need a win. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Watford it all right. I mean, I know they lost last week and
1: they're a bit like Brighton in a sense. like They'll, they'll win here and now they'll grind out. They, they'll be fine. But, um, you know, it's interesting.
2: Hi there, it's Caroline Foreign from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast. And this is a Staycast from Acast please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why
1: not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. (music) You know, from the other side of things with Southampton, they've just sacked uh, Les Reed, who's their vice chairman of of football operations. Mm. you might remember him from a very brief stint in charge of Charlton many years know. ago. Disastrous. <laughs> uh, yeah. it goes down in Premier League history for all the wrong reasons. But yeah. he was actually one of the, the key figures behind the scenes that brought through a he lot. He has of, a good reputation uh, of young players at that
2: level, rather than that yeah. managerial level. He has a good reputation yeah. in football. There's somebody who knows what he's doing. He's a good football man, like you say, scouting young players and things like that. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. but it seems there's issues behind the scenes there at Southampton because in the statement of Les Reed's departure today. Um, as we're recording, the club were pretty much saying we need to get back to basics. We've sort of let things slip a little bit, and I think there is a bit of uh, pressure on Mark Hughes. I was surprised yeah. that, uh, well, I just don't think he was the right man for them to take them forward. I, I'm not, a, I think he's had his day in the Premier League. I, I'd like to see Mark Hughes go and manage abroad or somewhere like that just to rediscover himself, but he's one of those managers who can keep teams in the Premier League. But I just don't think he can really push him forward, and they've got some good young players there. But is he the right man in charge? I'm not too sure.
2: But yeah. If I'm suggesting that Huddersfield and Cardiff are potentially there, two to go, I think Southampton will be the third one. To be honest, it's I just amazing, don't think, really. Uh, when I, you can they see they like they've got
1: Redmonds, they've got your Bertrands. You know, these these are England internationals, like you know, are, yep. you know, who have been previously Redmond, obviously with the with the youths, but. You've got other players there they they're, they're good players. You got Danny Ings can score. Yeah. I just I'm surprised really with Southampton that it's come to yeah. this really. They sh- they should be a top ten team.
0: Yeah. Uh, interesting what you obviously say about Les Reed being sat because and you never really see teams doing that and taking that approach when they're failing, like changing into behind the scenes. No, they just go straight to the top manager out. It's really interesting. Obviously, you mentioned the statement. So I've got it in front of me here. Um, they do say the club believes the time is right to take constructive action and make a change that will provide new drive and direction to the football operations. Now, um, that
1: includes transfers as well. So they're clearly yeah. not happy with some of the investments they made. Don't forget, um, was it Mario Lemino? They spent a hell of a lot yeah. of money mm-hmm. from him from Juventus.
0: And he didn't live up to the hype,
1: has he? You know, yeah. There's been a few that haven't quite delivered.
0: Yeah, so uh, really, really interesting one. But that suggests as well that uh, Mark Hughes is being backed by Southampton. If that, if they're making a change there, they're probably not going to get rid of Hughes, at, le- at, at least for the very near foreseeable future. What, what
1: you also need to remember with Mark Hughes is that he's got quite an influential management team behind him who are, have proven in the past they're quite influential with transfers, particularly from South America. Um, so maybe they're thinking, okay, let's let's back him and and um, his team might be able to help provide a couple of transfer gems in January.
0: Yep. Uh, I, I've
1: got nothing against Mark Hughes. I, look, I think he's a legend of the game, but for me, I just don't see the progression with him in charge. Yep. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I just I just think that Stoke he, he just did he massively disappointed.
0: I, I I get he was the best man available at the point where they needed to make a change last season. I just don't believe that it's a long-term managerial. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah. I think they were awful last week against Man City, but you know most teams will be. But yeah. it was really quite funny because um, you get most managers who would go to Man City would think, well, if I had these resources, maybe I could manage these sides. Mark Hughes actually did,
1: but he did. just yeah. drew every game. <laughs> if yeah, I remember he, rightly, he, he was, he, th- was th- he wasn't clutching at straws; he was clutching at draws. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there we
0: go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, moving on. Sorry, sorry, you got me with that one. Um, Crystal Palace versus Spurs is the last game we are not mentioned. Um, we won't mention too much about that, but great win for Spurs uh, midweek. Yeah, uh, well, look, you know, there was eventually. a point where you
1: thought Spurs were out of the Champions League. And now they've got every chance of... Of staying alive in that competition, which is
0: incredible, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And Liverpool
1: could go out. I mean, what's going on? Bizarre. Mad, mad world we live in.
0: It certainly is, Um, guys. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Really appreciate uh, it. Look, I'll probably be
1: back again next week. So, if if you if you can subscribe and you want to hear my dulcet tones, (laughs) please do. Yeah,
2: I I'm off next week, so I won't be here. Um, hopefully all the decorating will about, be done can so, we yeah.
0: call you from afar and just see how you're getting on with, <laughs> remotely with your yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that um, but yeah we'll, 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 hopefully we'll be back next week I'm pretty sure we will be back next week uh, but if you don't subscribe to us already you can get us on Acast you can get us on iTunes you can get us on Spotify uh, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from you can get us uh, but yeah uh, we will be back soon And but until then enjoy the Premier League action and we'll see you later
1: How are you
2: doing
0: there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast, and this is a Staycast from ACAST. We're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out.